Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or whatever time you just so happen to be plugging in. My name is Erica Nicole, and I want to officially welcome you to the Conversations with Erica podcast. This podcast was built out of love and perseverance. It's going to share with you tools and tricks and words of encouragement um, in faith. These words were made to impact you to move forward in your life, whether you are corporate America, entrepreneurship, or just trying to figure it out. I hope there is something in this podcast that can help you move your life forward. Kick back and relax. You're already family, so go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Share this out with your friends, and let's go about the business of God as we move forth. You know, God says, let your light so shine before men, so they will see your goodness and give glory to him. And that's exactly what we're going to do here. So once again, officially welcome to Conversations with Erica. Hey guys, it's your girl, Erica Nicole. Can you believe it? We are at episode number 20. Number 20, and I'm so super excited. The guest of this episode, she's just dope. And I know y'all think, Erica, you say that about everybody. But I met um, Dr. Althea Bates in Connecticut when I was down there recently to MC the From Pen to Profit Writers Conference. Remember the Ultimate Writers Conference where I was at, where God showed up and showed all the way out. Well, Saturday night was the gala and she was the keynote speaker. And she commanded the stage. She owned her position. But I knew then that she had so much more inside of her. And I needed to know her and my people Needed to know her as well. So we sat down this week um, and recorded Conversations with Erica. So this podcast that you're getting ready to hear is pretty fresh because it was recorded earlier this week. But when I tell you passionate, driven, ambitious, determined, called, anointed, favored, those are just a few words to describe my sister. Her hashtag is she does it all. And she really does. And she is getting it done. So as I sat down with her and we talked, you know, we're continuing the conversation in the mental health awareness space. She talked, we talked about strong women. We talked about the superwoman cape. And I love it because she said that her cape is at the cleaners and she's not picking it up. And I am here for that. I am here for no longer feeling compelled to be superwoman, no longer feeling compelled to always be the strong one in the situation. Um, she has a movement and I love it. I cannot wait to get my shirt. She's sending me a t-shirt and the movement is strong woman. Women need support the most. So sisters, this episode is for you and my fellas. This episode is for the women that you love. So pull up a seat, grab your wine, grab your tea, grab your coffee, whatever it is you need, whatever your flavor of the week is, and take in this episode of Conversations with Erica, episode number 20 of me and Dr. Athelia Bates of the A. Bates Consulting Agency, as we just chop it up about the real when it comes to mental health, being strong, wearing your super cape, and just find out the facts of life. And how we can make the change. I pray this episode finds you well. 
and it does something to change the trajectory of your life. All right, all right. We have hit record. We are now live and I am here with the Dr. Bates. I am so excited. We were already dropping some good information. So I thought, let me hit record so we can get started. So welcome, Dr. Bates, to Conversations with Erica. You know, in this podcast space, we just have authentic conversations. That is all I'm known for. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a very plain spoken individual and I don't have an issue showing my nail holes in my hands. I don't have an issue being vulnerable or transparent in a space. And when I met you in Connecticut, like immediately, I'm like, oh yeah, she is my type of lady. So before we get started, introduce yourself to our audience. I want them to hear from you who you are. I think it's very important that we are able to edify ourselves. I think that is just so huge to edify yourself. So go ahead and you introduce yourself to the audience. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to say thank you for, for, for allowing me to bulldoze my way onto your podcast. And, and if I'm going to be my authentic self, that's exactly what I did, y'all. I, I said, listen, I need to be on your podcast, Miss Erica. And she said, absolutely. Welcome. Come on over and let's make some time to get it done. So thank you again for letting me bulldoze your podcast. <laughs> um, but again, um, my name is Dr. Althea Wilfer Bates. Um, I'm a lot of things. Um, and in fact, my brand message and name is She Does It All. So I am a motivational speaker. I'm a visionary. I'm a philanthropist. I'm an author. Um, I actually um, do life coaching. I do resiliency coaching, wellness coaching. Um, I actually have my own consulting business where I actually do work around uh, workforce development practices and youth development practices. And I you know, work with municipalities and school systems. So really, I do it all. You know, like, honestly, it is what it is what the tagline says. Um, but at the core of what the work that I do that relates to this particular podcast is um, I actually run a nonprofit called Project Resiliency Movement. And it's a social movement for women of color. And we focus on areas of resiliency and self-care and holistic healing and wellness. Why? Because women of color don't generally take care of ourselves too well. We are the caretakers and the nurturers for everyone else but ourselves. And so when I was uh, in a space where I had broken two legs and I was kind of doing my inner work and my outer work at the same time. I said, God, why are there more spaces like this when I was looking for spaces that represented the black woman's narrative or the woman of color narrative? And um, as I was kind of like searching for that, for those spaces, those holistic healing and wellness spaces. And he said, they're not around because you need to build it. And I, and I took that to heart and I, I, I didn't get busy right away. I was disobedient. I'm be honest. Um, you know, and I, I show up as my authentic self. So I was, I was disobedient for a couple of years and I started my doctoral program and I said, God, I'm going to become an authoritarian. And then they will listen to me and I'm writing some books and I'm going to do some lecturing. And then they will listen to me and they will hear me. He said, no, um, right when I was getting ready to do my research, he, um, he told me, tell me, tell me not come back to school. I said, what you mean? Uh, I'm getting ready to do my research, sir. He said, no, um, he said, what you don't realize is that I'm the authoritarian. I, I send you and I give you the authority. So um, he put school on pause and told me to tell him I wasn't coming back. And he told me to start the movement. And that was 2016. And I'm telling you, since I've started Project Resiliency Movement, it's been taking on a life of its own and it's running like, and it, got, it has me running after it, honestly. Um, I, it has opened up so many doors of opportunities for me to become a, you know, a motivational speaker and 
um, expand my coaching business to be able to work with women around resiliency and wellness and healing, um, as well as just like um, so many platforms. I became an author as, as a result of it, wrote about eight books. Um, so it's, it's, it, you know, the movement kind of like um, created all these other um, aspects and um, areas of business that, I, that I've kind of expanded to um, and facets. But um, again, the work that I love to do is to help women heal. Um, the work that I love to do is to help women identify their broken um, spaces and to be able to own those spaces and claim them, but also with, uh, be, be able to feel safe enough to release them. And so what Project Resilience Movement does is create safe and sacred space for women to be able to heal and also to be accountable to each other around their healing and wellness um, journey. Oh, so, that's so good. So, for instance, we actually we actually celebrated the spring equinox this past Saturday. We had a, a breeze event. We had an event called Breeze. And at, what 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 people don't realize, a lot of people don't realize, is that every season you have to usher in the new season um, and set intention around it, and then release the things you want to release um, so it doesn't go with you into the next season. And so we do this a couple times a year. We do this for fall to recognize the fall season change, and uh, we do this for spring, and then we do it for summer. Uh, because we, we, we believe in intentionality and you have to set the intentions. We believe that, you know, we, we want to support women with setting intentions that they want to manifest in every season of um, their life. And so we're celebrating spring season. Um, we celebrate spring because we're in the spring season and we wanted to make sure that people had the chance to come together, set intentions that they wanted to focus on for this season, which is spring, and then release the things and purge and, and let go in the fire. We do the bonfire ceremony that they wanted, didn't want to take with them into the next season. So um, that was amazing. I was, it, it's a, it's a, you had to be their moment to kind of see it live and live in color. People letting go, purging, releasing that stuff. Um, it wasn't enough Kleenex in the room, tissues. We did an outdoor ceremony, and it was beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to witness and see people kind of letting go of their stuff, you know? Oh, that is so... Uh, I can just... I saw some of the posts on your Facebook um, where you were um, talking about it. I could see some of the pictures and I knew that what was taking place in those pictures, I was aware immediately that it was something great, that there was yep. shifting taking place. And it's funny how you say that release to take on. I was having a conversation with another one of my friends, my sister friends, and she's a very spiritual individual. And so she was telling me about the practice, you know, around the new moon and these things. And that's what she was talking about. When there's a new moon, when there's a shift, a new season, we have a tendency to take the mess from the previous season on over. And we don't know how to close the chapter and start the new. And that's why we're burning down. That's why we're carrying all these bags around from these relationships and jobs and all of this stuff, because we don't know how to let go don't know how to let go and so that's that's a space that god told me to create for women it's a it's space to show them how to um uh, how to unpack that stuff from them how to understand it and then how to actually own it claim it and then provide opportunities for them to come together to learn how to release it so that's the space that that's that's what project resilience movement does and of course we do other work around advocacy and wellness for advocacy for health equity we do work around advocacy for mental health. Of course, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and this is why I kind of bulldoze you to come on and talk about Mental Health Awareness Month because it's so important for us, especially as women of color, 
to have open conversation and dialogue about our mental health. It doesn't happen often enough. And I remember when I started doing this work in 2016, it was almost like a, um, it was, it was like strange work. It was strange work for people like me to be able to, to be talking openly as a woman of color around self-care. Now it's not everybody. It's a buzzword. Everybody's using self-care. Everybody's talking about mental health and wellness. But when I started out started doing it, I'm telling you, it was, it was a, only a couple handful of us um, kind of pushing the message out there and, and, and pushing the value and importance, especially for women of color, to hold sacred space for themselves. And you know, do you feel like that? I, well, I, I know you're going to agree. It's a stigma. Because, of yes. course, brown people and black people, we were all raised in what happens in this house. Stay in this house. Don't you be out there telling the business. Like you just and you didn't know what to do or when you were vulnerable and you did release with the individual, then your business was either in the pool pit or at the bingo hall. You know, everybody knew your business. And I, I understand the value of mental health work and mindfulness and the therapy. We just did a grief and loss um, summit this past weekend. And I coined the phrase, you need the couch and the cross. And that's the message I preach. I say, I say, you need Jesus and you need therapy. As a matter of fact, Project Resiliency Movement has a mental health clinician uh, specialist. And her name is Dr. Angela Clack. Every Every, um, between January and June, um, once a month, we do something called Soul Care Saturday. And it mm. really is that I have a conversation on specific topics that are really focused in on women of color narrative and mental health and wellness. Um, and of course, our last one will be coming up in June. Uh, but um, it's amazing dialogues and conversations that we have. Just real talk. She, I give the actual mindfulness um, coaching perspective, and she gives the mental health um, clinic, clinical perspective and we come together and we have these conversations out loud and we do it once a month it's free and we invite folks to come on social media and join us on my project for things movement page um the next one is actually going to be june 4th that we do and that's like the last one we're going to do for the season but that's exactly what we do we create space mm. for doctors around mental health and wellness because it's such a stigma and and dr clack's specialty is um trauma and crisis for women of color like she specializes in um, areas of trauma and crisis um, that mm-hmm. are related to she wrote a book called Woman of Color Talk and I'm not even I'm not her promoter but it's an amazing book if uh, you know if somebody's struggling with mental health and um, being a woman of color and especially trauma and crisis um, areas um, around mental health it's an amazing book it helped me phenomenally in my own therapeutic journey and yeah. I believe in therapy I do therapy myself as a matter of fact I had my therapy appointment with my therapist this morning at 11 o'clock so oh, I'm, I have I'm, mine this evening at four thirty, honey. Four thirty, okay. I will be having my meeting. All right. So, like, I mean, I don't. I practice what I preach is what I'm saying. I don't just say therapy has value. Most space yes. therapy. I actually do therapy myself. And Dr. Clack is actually my 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 actual. She's my therapist and my friend. But um, I actually have my own therapist here because she's out of state. She can't. She can't necessarily work with me like the way I I need her to. So I have mm-hmm. my therapist. But if I need her, she, I call her. You know what I mean? She's she's amazing. Um, and um, she's one of the very few therapists on the East Coast that's really specialized for women of color. Um, I love that. And I love that she talks about trauma and crisis because I know for me, I see a trauma therapist as well. And she actually had been watching me and she came to me and immediately 
I, it was like an answer to my prayer because I didn't know where to start. I didn't know who to trust. I didn't know where to go because I knew that there were layers upon layers of my life that I needed to unpack to go into my new season. But I love that because what I find is I was operating in crisis at all times. In survivor mode. As a matter of fact, we spoke about that at the bonfire event. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our, the mindfulness coach that she's amazing too, Sister Nyango, um, she actually walked us through the ceremonial part of it. And what she talked about was like, she actually ushered people through that attended how to actually release yourself from survival mode to, to, really, to, to really be functional. So like, you know, you, she said, what happens is our norm has become survivor mode. And it was like, wow, like, aha, blow yeah. your mind for most people that were in that space. And it's like, you've been operating, most of us have been operating just in survival mode. She said, no, are we willing to, she asked everybody their personal question. Are you willing to release yourself from survival mode to thriving mode? You know, mm. and it was just one of those moments that you saw, like, the transition for people. You know, like, it's like, people got it. Like, yeah, like, I don't know, I no longer want to show up and operate in survival mode. I want to thrive. I want to be in survival mode and, and, and in survival mode at all times. You know, I want to let go and release whatever whatever messages and stigmas allow me to think that I have to keep showing up in survival mode. Maybe it might have been something from your childhood, deeply rooted. And see, that's what she went there and had people to, you know, to go through that process, go back and, and see when did, you, when did you start getting these messages about the fact that it's okay and it's, it's a norm to be in that space of survival mode. And, you know, be willing to let go of that thing right here. Put it in the fire. And people, people had a chance to put that in the fire and let that thing go. Mm. And most of us were born in survival mode. Exactly. It's handed down. It's a generational curse. Survival I, mode is a generational curse. I went through a therapy process. And I remember it was revealed that I had been in that mode since I was two. Since I was two years old, I had been in survival mode. And not only that, I had been picking up the burdens and carrying the burdens of other people. And it started when I was two. I am 49. So yep. you telling me all my life, I've been in survival mode. All your life. All your life. It's crazy. You, it's like you don't know what you don't know. But when you know, you have to take accountability now that you know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a, it's so I think I just, you know, my thing is like, I, it's, it's just to bring awareness to people, to have them to be woke to what, what they've experienced as traumas and, and triggers. And sometimes it's so, it becomes so normal, you don't realize that what you're going through in your whole life has been filled with traumas and triggers. You know what I mean? It has become your norm and the existence for which you kind of just like breathe, breathe it. But it's mm. like breathing it. And that, and I remember... That is so serious. And that is a conversation. Like that's a whole workshop, seminar, masterclass book all by itself. I remember one of my sister friends um, who's in ministry, um, Dr. Leslie Reed, not the name drop, but I just, I have, anytime I have to talk about her, I have to give her name. So profound, walked with me through so much of my journey. And I remember there was a special time in my life where I went through six deaths in six months, profound people in my life. And I remember her telling me, one thing she said, she said, you are a hard woman to love. She said, you're repelling. You won't, like your walls are so thick and so massive. You are protecting yourself while keeping out the thing you need. I'm like, ouch. And then she said, 
And then when you do allow in, you're fighting. She gave the picture, and this is how I think a lot of us operate. We are fighting everything good and bad. It's kind of like if you've ever seen somebody like in attack mode and your eyes are closed and you're just swinging at everything around you, preventing it because you're in crisis mode and you don't know what is for you or what's against you. So you're just swinging. You are just swinging and fighting for dear life because you don't know what is for you or against you. And that is a scary space to be in. But that's where so many of us have pitched our tent. And and, and so honestly, um, that goes back to whole, the whole mental health awareness. And, this, and, and why, why really making sure that, that we hold sacred space for women of color for not just this month, but for 365 is so important. Um, and so what, what I was in the middle of a huge crisis mode um, three, three years ago, and I'm actually on the back end of it right now. When I started my journey, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. It was pretty messy. Um, and it was mad. It was super uncomfortable. Uh, but God really just started to show me myself. And he started to kind of like, everything started to unravel my marriage, uh, you know, my personal life, my businesses, it was just like everything was unraveling around me. And, um, you know, I'm in the middle of everything that's unraveling and I'm standing mm. here like, what's going on? Like, how come everything's falling apart? And it's, 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 it's the realization that um, he gave me in that breath, he gave me um, this whole um, ide- ideology of strong women need support the most. And I was like, God, what does that mean? And he was like, he was like, you know, when you're so busy being strong, you don't have time to realize that you need support. And he said, what I'm going to teach you in this season is that you need to tap into the supports that are around you. The reason why things are unraveling is because you have supports that you've never tapped into because your wall, your walls are up, right? And you're busy being in defense mode and trying to prove that, that you have it all together and you don't. And so it was just like one of those moments where I was like, yo, I have to be okay with not being okay. I got to be okay with not being okay. And I got to be okay with verbalizing that to other people. And what I started to do, Erica, to be honest, was when this it was real simple, but it's what I started to do. When people said, hey, how you doing? I started to ask the question, do you really want to know? And most of the time they don't. Right. It's just a pleasantry I, that we yeah. use. But if I really tell you how I am am even if I'm just doing it to say it not that I want you to do anything about it but maybe I just have to say it will you listen right and so I started challenging people in that way and honestly the challenge of that became the whole campaign became a campaign because people started to say oh my god I'm gonna start asking people are that you know you know um you know like are they okay and I'm gonna ask people are they okay and I'm going to say, I really want to know. Or when people ask me, I'm going to say, do you really want to know? The people started at, say, taking that on and saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say that. nothing else, pause and actually listen to the answer. Because, you exactly. know, a lot of times we say, how you doing? And then instead of answering the question, we say, right. how you doing? And right. no one has exchanged how we're and really doing. No, no. It's pleasantries like you. And so that's from me, I started to change the culture of people really wanting to know how people were doing. 
And so that started to happen just around the, I started influencing the culture of people around me mm-hmm. by asking. And so it became something where it was like, okay, then God, I need to make, create something around this so people have some awareness of what this is about. And so he was like, come on, you're already doing it. He, he, and then he said, he told me strong women need support the most. And I was like, wow, that is so true. And I said, yeah, why? Because we are so busy asking other people, are they okay? Are you okay? What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? No, you don't have time to tell people what you need because you're so busy pouring out and asking and cheering and giving and nurturing and caretaking, doing all these things and playing all these roles and wearing all these hats, right? That you don't have time to receive. You don't know how to receive, nor do you have time to stop and receive, or do you even have time to ask and think about what you need? Right. So it was like all of these things combined put the campaign together for men. And I said, it's no better time to mental health awareness month to kind of roll this campaign out every year when we're focusing on mental health. Right. And so, uh, you know, for the last three years, it's our third year doing this. We have a formal campaign um, and it's called Strong Women Need Support the Most. And it really is to bring awareness to the importance of the fact that we don't want the strong woman to always feel that she has to be strong. It's okay to not be okay, sis. And that's our tagline. It's okay not to be okay, sis. You know what I mean? Like, we, 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 we want to tell as many women that are strong women out here, it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay Ooh. to share women. I received you know I mean? that for myself because it is hard <laughs> as a strong woman, and it's, as almost a matriarch of my family, um, it is hard to admit when you're not okay. Like I had a friend reach out to me just today and she's actually in the other room while we're recording because we're working on some stuff. And she said, how are you? And I paused and she said, and I want to know the truth. And I said, physically, I'm fine. In the other categories, I'm in a dark space right now. Yep. You know, and I was struggling and she, the fact that she was receptive and then she said, what can I do? Yeah, that's the follow-up. And that's exactly what I was going to say. So what, you know, when, when I, when I told people that they should ask the question, you know, be sure to be prepared to receive the answer and then ask, ask, is there anything that you can offer up or do to assist? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like some hanging. And so that's what we talk about during, we do like a lot of seminars and, and Chas, we're doing a whole series for the month of a four-part series um, for the strong woman, and, and we, we call it Terra Chats. And we just did a series um, on Saturday. It's, it's been four Saturdays in a row. We're doing a, the last one next this upcoming Saturday. And what we just did was on unmasking. Oh, on masking, um, and it was uh, it was talking about yeah, we were in physical masks for COVID, but a lot of us been wearing masks for years, honey. <laughs> you know, we've been masking. You know, our sanity, we've been masking our mental health. We've been masking us being okay. We've been masking us, uh, you know, um, this whole fake it till we make it mentality. We've been masking a lot of things for a lot of years. Some of us mask so well, we don't even know what we look like. Facts. And so it was unpacking that. And what I was saying to to, um, to folks is the reason a lot of times when we mask is that many of us have a lot of people around us, but we don't have any safe spaces that we can actually um, unmask anything. True. Or we don't have places where we can unmask things, you know, or people where we can unmask things too. And that's a scary part. When 
you know, and I have people tell me, I don't have, I don't have an accountability circle. And I, 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 I tell them, sis, that's a scary thing. Because that means that you don't have anyone around you that you feel safe enough to disclose the real you to at any point in time. That's a scary thing. That is a super scary space to be in. I love this conversation because I started my journey in 2019. That's when the unmasking came about. And I remember saying this on a Facebook Live. And I've said this in every relationship that I have. If I cannot stand before you naked, I don't need to stand before you at all. And that's just how I feel. If you cannot take all facets of me and I cannot lay my crap bare around you in your presence, then we ain't doing each other no good. And it came right. from literally having brunch every other weekend with two of my friends. And it was the fakest, I hate to say it, disingenuine conversation. Every time we would get together, it would be surface talk is what I call it. Surface talk. Nobody was getting to the core. Nobody was dealing with the real, like you didn't leave there better. And I don't want anyone to enter my space and not leave better. Period. So what I call what I, I do a lot of I do a lot of seminars around um, what self care really is. And so I, uh, as a part of our campaign, we have a bunch of gear, and I, I want to send you a strong woman who support the most t shirt so you oh, can wear. Thank it you, because you know I rock a t shirt. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. So I want to make sure that you're going to send me your size so I can send you a t shirt. But absolutely. Um, of the t-shirts in our line says because we have a whole self-care affirmation line of different t-shirts with different messages because we believe in spreading the messages to wherever you are you know you, you know wearing a, a shirt kind of and every it's a conversation start mm-hmm. so every people wear one of our shirts they say oh my god people stop me and ask me where did i get it from or what, the, what does that message mean or how did i get it you know you know you know tell me a little bit more about what that means and so i went out every time i wear my strong woman who support the most shirt i'm telling you people stop me and say what does that mean? Or where did you get that from? And that's so true. We do need support. You know what I mean? Like, or I've never thought about it. Um, the fact that we need support the most. And it's, it starts a conversation every single time. But one of our other shirts says, um, self-care, not just bubble baths and spa treatments. And I do a whole seminar called self-care, not just bubble baths and spa treatments. And I talk about surface self-care, right? Um, getting your nails done, getting your hair done. Uh-uh, that ain't self-care. Right, and so self care is big, deep work. It, it takes what we talked about, going in your own bag, and analyzing what's in your own bag, what needs to stay, what needs to go. You know what I mean? What's serving you, what's not serving. You. And it, and for that, a lot of lots of that that's that self care. That's that self care. That part of self care is is very scary. It's, so it's go, painful. They go with the band aid version, right? The band aid version is like you know you go get your nails done. You know, it, yeah, temporarily you feel good. Uh, you know, you might, you know, you go get a little face, so temporarily you feel good, but it does it doesn't have a long, a long lasting effect Mm-mm. of change, right? Self care is it it feels like surgery when done appropriately. There right. is a uh, incision, there is yes. some debridement, right, and then there's a healing process. And if it's it debrided is. correctly, you heal from the core 
out. Right. But we want to heal from the outside in. We want that scab, that bad thing. And that's not it. Right. And if, if it's not if, if it's not done correctly, then it leaves an infection. Absolutely. You know? Now you got now you got an abscess. Now you gotta now you go got... get some antibiotics. Now you got no. Right. Right. So take care of it, do it right the first time. You know, Ooh. that means that means if it, if it's oozing and it's an infection, that means you haven't really dealt and, and taken everything out. You can't you have you know, there's still something in there that's giving that's leaving an infection. You know what I mean? Like so that means you haven't really dug deep enough. You're not willing to dig deep enough. You know? Girl, and, you done get, whoo, the Holy Spirit done hit me with a whole preaching sermon just off of that conversation because we really do like to put lipsticks on a pig. We like to spray perfume <laughs> over our funk and our stink. And we just, we just want it to look pretty on the outside while it's a whole hot mess on the inside. Hot mess. A hot behind mess. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And so, um, you know, that's one of the messages I talk about when I talk about self-care. And I tell, I, so, so when I, when people leave my self-care seminars, they were like, I didn't know self-care was this deep. Honey, if you, if you didn't know self-care was this deep, that's the start. You know, because, you know, like you've been, mis, you know, you've been misinformed about self-care being, uh, you know, gym, gym visits, spa treatments, and, uh, you know, and get your nails done. Like, no, those are things you do to maintain once you've done, dug out your bag and taken everything out that doesn't belong in it. That's maintenance. You're right. That's but, you know, I think, too, and you tell me what you think about this. Does true self-care come from really understanding your true self-worth? You have to. You have to. It's directly tied and linked to your self-worth. If you don't have an understanding of who you are and whose whose you are, right? Like who are you at the core of the essence? When you not not to, not to, not for you that people see, right? Deep 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 down within within the core under your skeleton, you know, at the core your soul, right? Who are you at the soul of 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 of, of the of your humanity of who you are? Who are you? And if you haven't questioned that, that's the starting point. If you haven't actually asked yourself or asked God to reveal that to you, right? Of who are you at the core of it? Who has he made you to be? You know, how how are you to show up in this world as his child? That's mm. that's the start here. How are you to hold space in this world? What has he given you as purpose to be able to walk in this world to do? Mm-mm-mm. See there, you said hold space. Woo, every time you say that, I just get chills because I understand the value and I understand the importance of the journey. And I've lived the majority of my life not understanding. So someone that's listening today and now they got you, so they're going to connect with you. What are some things they can start doing today to start that true journey maybe they have insurance and they can get a a a therapist but maybe they don't what does that what can they do now to start moving in that journey so if you're if you're if you're not ready for therapy um get a journal Mm. get a journal and be willing to and i have a couple different journals so i have a journal for gratitude 
have a journal to kind of like affirm the things that I, that I have gratitude for in my life. So I, 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 I've determined to operate from a place of, of, um, of I, have, I have plenty. I have, you know, I live a, life, a plentiful life. And so I might not have everything I want and everything that might not be lined up the way I want it to be. But I, I, have, I have no lack. I really have no lack because there's a lot of things, things um, and there's, um, there's, a, there's, there's space that, um, that God has held in my life where there's a lot of things to fill my life up that are amazing. And so even though things aren't perfect, even though things aren't, um, especially how maybe I would see them going, it doesn't mean I, don't, I have lack, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that even wealth um, is defined as, um, do you have people that, that you love and that love you in return? Do you have uh, things that you can pour into and face the passion that make your heart happy, your heartstrings happy? That's well. Absolutely. Success is what you make and how you define it. Success for me means I'm living a peaceful, joyful existence where I'm able to pour my peace and my joy into others so they can feel it and they can then pour it into others. For me, that's success. So wealth and success is go, goes to how you define it. You know, what's your what's your wealth goals? What's your success goal? Success is truly living in your purpose. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. And so if you're if you're willing to, and the issue is a lot of us aren't willing to because it's it's uncomfortable. It, mm-hmm. it, guess, guess what we have to do when we do that? We're going to have to sacrifice something. And so because when you choose purpose, you choose sacrifice. Absolutely. And because a lot of us don't want to make, you might not want to give up that cushy lifestyle. You might, everything might be going great. You might have that six-figure job. You might, you know, like sometimes, it, you know, it, you know, it requires, purpose requires you to get uncomfortable. And it requires a risk and it requires sacrifice. Mm. And the reason why more people don't do it is because of those two things. It requires you to take a risk. <laughs> it requires you to sacrifice something or something. Yeah, you're right. And expi- it requires exposure. And it requires you to, to be transparently exposed and, and be willing to look at yourself raw. Raw Absolutely. and uncut. Who are you raw and uncut? And, and, if you, and if you don't like those things, be willing to do the work to heal those things. That's why more people don't do it. But it, I, it, so they don't do it because it hurts. There it is hurts. no part of what you just defined that does not bring about pain, uncomfortable, right? Because yes. we are exposing, we are ripping away, we're tearing away. Some things are being snatched away. However, it comes. Um, and it hurts because being it, uncomfortable does hurt. It's awkward. It's it's a very unusual space. And of course, we all have fear of that here, unknown. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing why they don't want to do it, Erica. It's because it, they have to relinquish control. There it is. It requires you to relinquish control. And, uh, and there's too many of us walking around here with the illusion of control. Because it don't exist, really. At all. It's an illusion. But we want, we're comfortable in the illusion that we've created. 
to say that, oh, our life is in control. Because we, we, you know, we know these spaces. These spaces are comfortable for us. And we, we can operate comfortably in these spaces. Walking around with the illusion of control. That is such a quotable. Yep. That's a tweet, as Oprah would say. That's a quotable. Mm-hmm. That's a Dr. Bates quotable right there. We are walking <laughs> around with the illusion. And that's what we are. Because we're, we're, we're not in control. We never were supposed to be in control to begin with. Never. We just never. think. We think we're in control of that hot mess that you don't create. And get a journal. I love that because I love journaling. I have a digital journal, which is where my, um, which is my gratitude journal. It's digital. And then I have an intentions journal where I'm goal setting. It's called a manifestation journal. That's the only difference. It's called a manifestation journal. Yep. Yep. Same thing. And then I just have a dump. Like I have one book that I just write whatever is bubbling up in my spirit, whatever I'm feeling in that moment. I just bleh, all right there in the book. I just write it out. And then sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I just throw a video. I, I set a recording and I just start recording and talking. So I call that two things. I call that my, my, um, my brain dump or my brain vomit journal. My brain bonnet. I love the brain bonnet journal. I love it. Yeah. Or I'll just record. If I feel like I need to talk it or and I can't write it, I'll just hit that video record on my phone and just start talking. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I do that a lot when I'm driving. When I'm driving, that's when a lot of it bubbles up. Me too. Me too. Me too. Or 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 when you know when he talks to us Brett best, which is that for me it's it's between that three to six three to six in the morning when he's ready to download him. Come on. Because uh, when he downloads, I gotta have, I gotta, ha- I have a notebook just for that. By yes. my night six. Cause, I just grab my phone and open up my note app and start typing. Me too. I do that. Yep. So I have my, my phone next to me and I have my, I have a, I have a journal, like a, like a little journal just for that. Like it's all, it's like, it's like God, I call it God's download. That's, That's what it. I have on the tablet. That is it. And I love that four. I, I call him my four a.m. call because he normally yeah. gets me between three and four. And I that four a.m. call, I look forward to it. Yeah. My four a.m. moment. It's mine is about three three thirty or later. You know, oh, but wow. usually, yeah, around three o'clock. I love it. I love it. I so am. You have just. This has been so on time, so on time, so needed, and like you said. This is not just a mental health awareness conversation. This is a 365. This is literally a 365. And it needs to be a conversation we are having everywhere. In the coffee shop, at the bar, in the club, at the church, at the office, wherever it needs to be had, we need to be having it and we need to be having it more. And not only with our sister friends, but with our children. You know, Absolutely. I am a mother of three young women and I was listening. My therapist sent me a podcast about the superwoman syndrome and the black culture. Mm-hmm. And as I was listening to that podcast, I began to weep mm. because at that moment, I recognized the generational curse. Yep. 
I yep. recognized it. I saw it in my grandmother. I was able to see it in my aunts, thus yep. in my mom. So then it's in me, and now I don't put it in my kids. And now I have two granddaughters, and I'm like, uh-uh, devil, and you don't. We fit a deal with this. And it's it's like basically that's that's the, that's why God gave me the campaign is to demystify and to break that generational curse. And Absolutely. To put the, that strong women do need support the most. They need God support the most. You know yes. what I mean? But it's to tap into the support that He's provided to them as resources here on earth, right? Therapy, you know, accountability partners, right? Friendships that you can trust, have trust, loyalty, and you can be your authentic selves with, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, having good relationships with your kids. So like, you can, you, they can trust you with, with what's going on with them. And they, you know, you can trust, like all that is, is vital to the strong woman. And, and that's exactly why God gave me that campaign to demystify that whole, that whole, uh, you know, superwoman cake. Mm-hmm. That thing, I mean, I, it, it, I also have another teacher that, that says this, um, my superwoman cape is in the cleaner honey, and it stays there. Girl, I done packed it up, gave it to the Goodwill, whatever. I'm Look, over it. I am over the whole superwoman so, syndrome. I am over it. At the cleaners, and I ain't going to pick it up. That's that's what I tell the people with, about the superwoman cake. I'm never going to retrieve that ever again. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> Dr. Bates, one thing that has come to my spirit as we're talking is I have to have you back. I want to have you, um, I want to have you as a guest speaker, guest coach over in the Shisha Vision Academy, which is my um, group for women that are on fire, that are building businesses, that are just cultivating life. And um, I, your your message is needed and it's very necessary in that space because we're all accountability partners. So how ironic is that? And we do deal with all aspects of life. So we're not in there just talking business. We're talking life. How are you sleeping? How are you eating? What's going on? You look a little tired, that type of thing. Um, so that is my my coaching space. And I, I got to have you in there because they need to hear this message because it is so needed and it's so necessary. And you definitely got to come back on the podcast because we just need, we need more of this. And you don't have to bulldoze this time, girl. The door is open. So let me tell you something. And this is what I'm saying. And my, and my audience is hearing this. When, when you have, because you'll know. You'll know when you'll need to put something out before the people. Count on conversations with Erica to be a yes, place ma'am. where you can always come and put the movement and the message out before the people. Amazing. Thank you so much for the open invitation. And of course, I would be happy to come on to your coaching community and share you know what God has on my heart that you know that's what I do that's the purpose I, I have that's that's why he has me here for as long as absolutely I'm here, be sharing this message of the value and importance of focus on ourselves and healing and wellness and mental health and we need it we need it to survive we need this message to survive so as we're wrapping up um tell tell us tell the ladies and gentlemen that are listening because we do have men in our audience how can they find you? Of course, we're going to put all the information in the show notes. We're going to put all the information on social media, but tell them how they can connect to you because I know myself, as well as many others, need to connect and be a part of this movement. Absolutely. So, of course, um, if you want to connect with me personally, 
Um, you can find me on my personal page um, on Facebook, Althea Weber Bates. Um, I also have a I am Dr. Bates um, um, Facebook um, page as well. Um, in addition to the movement that, um, that I mentioned before, Project Resiliency Movement, the social movement for women of color, we also have a page. It's called Project Resiliency Movement. So those are the pages. We do have a couple groups um, connected to the movement. One is called Resiliency Circle, Circles, and it's our accountability circles to each other as sisters. Um, it's our ongoing circles in between our activities and conferences and forums that we get together. We just connect and encourage each other um, in our resiliency, self-care, and mental health journey. And that's Resiliency Circles, okay? And as well, we have um, our, the campaign page. So we're, we're currently going through the heart of the campaign right now for Mental Health Awareness Month. But all, all year long, you can um, uh, connect to us and we share information on the importance of mental health and wellness um, on our campaign page, which is a strong woman needs support the most page, right? Um, let's see, on Instagram, um, you can connect with me personally at, um, at I am Dr. Bates, um, as well as the movement page um, at Project Resiliency Movement, okay? And let's see, on Twitter, um, it's the same thing as well. It's, um, it's um, I am Dr. Bates on Twitter, and of course, on um, for the movement page, it's, it's Proj, um, P-R-O-J, Res, R-E-S, Movement, on Twitter. Um, and I'm trying to see what else. What's the other one now? Uh, oh, 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 of course, um, YouTube. So we do have a YouTube page for Project Resiliency Movement. You can get all our uh, amazing content in terms of like discussions and uh, forums and conferences and activities that we've done all focused on mental health and wellness um, on Project Resiliency Movement's YouTube page. Be sure to check out our YouTube page. It has amazing content. Um, if you want to get more into a lot of what I spoke about today, um, it's all there on our, on our, on our of course, YouTube page. So we're going to put all that in the show notes because I know I, I watch YouTube probably more than I watch TV. So I will be over there entertaining your YouTube page myself um, because I don't watch TV for some reason. I watch a lot of YouTube um, because I just am in that space that I want to be a better me and I'm in the core like I'm not on surface I am in the core and really ripping some stuff up and out because I, I don't want to deal with it anymore you know it's not good so I want to thank you this has been life altering it has truly altered my life I love to have conversations with amazing people out there living a purpose um, I love to have conversations with my brown black sisters as well as other colors but it's something about um, the movements that I am seeing and the message, it is resonating with me. And so I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for our generation, but I want to thank you for the generations to come because you are out there doing the work to break generational curses, which is going to make life so much better for our next generation. Amen. Amen. I receive it. Thank you so much. And just keep praying for us. As a Absolutely. Really, um, keep us in your prayers. That's one way you can support and help as well as, you know, just kind of supporting the activities that we do um, as well. So, you know, we, you know, we, we love prayer and we love folks holding us up, um, you know, in, in prayer, just to make sure that we, we kind of get to, to continue the message and put that out there because it's so vital. Absolutely. All right. That, ooh, this is, ooh, I feel this one. I feel this one in my core. what I tell you? What I tell you, is she not dope? Was that conversation 
not everything. I know if you're like me, you got a plethora of notes because I was there for the conversation and I have notes. And after the conversation, I re-listened to the conversations. I had more notes. It was just such an amazing conversation. I knew after we recorded that, that my life was changed. I had a friend here while I was recording and I came out and I told her, I said, I would never be the same after that conversation. And I pray, 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 pray that it does the same for you, my listeners. I pray that that conversation just sparks a conversation within your family because I'm a mom of three adult young women, right? 26, 28, and 21. And shout out to my youngest, to the middle and the youngest. They're going to have birthdays next month in the month of June. Yes, I am the mother of not one, but two Geminis. So crazy. But anywho, I digress. I talk to them now because I know I messed them up. And y'all heard me say it in the recording. I know I made them feel like they had to be the strong woman. I know I made them feel like they had to always show up and always get it done and push through no matter what was going on in their lives. So now I have to undo that. Now I have to help them unlearn and learn better behaviors, better coping mechanisms, because we don't. We don't have to always show up. We don't have to always get it done. We absolutely don't have to be perfectionists and we don't have to be in control. It is not our job at all. We're playing out of position. It's God's job. That's just it. And so I have to fix that. And so I know in listening to that conversation, some of you may feel the same, like, oh, I got to fix it. The beauty of the matter is, is there's still time. There is still time to fix it. So thank you for listening to episode 20. Thank you for rocking out the um, Mental Health Awareness Month with us. But you know, it's not over. I still have one more episode to drop. Even though it's going to be dropped on the outside of the month, you still want to hear that conversation too. So don't miss it. Man, this episode is a little bit long. But anywho, I just wanted to pop in and just thank you guys for rocking it out with us. Thank you guys for being a fan and a friend to Conversations with Erica. Keep subscribing, keep downloading, keep sharing, and don't forget to go over to Apple Music and drop your comments. Don't forget to drop your review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know how the episodes are um, just resonating with you as we continue to grow because it ain't over. It ain't over. We're going to continue to do what we're doing. We're going to continue to operate in the space that God created just for us. So thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Real quick. Don't forget to go visit your girl's website. Um, www.ericaspeakslife. The information will be in the show notes. Um, connect with me. All the information regarding this episode will be in the show notes as well. Like always, um, don't forget to connect. Right from there, you can get to my Instagram, my Facebook. You can get into the Facebook community. Wake, pray, shine with Erica Nicole. You can sign up for the email list. It's all there at the hub. And the hub is Erica Speaks Life website. So do not forget to connect. Check out the books page. Did you know your girl was a writer? Yeah, six time bestselling author. Check it out. I got a new book dropping um, in the month of June, July, June or July, we'll start pre-sales. So excited. And this story is a story that I never told. 
And this story just revealed so much to me in the mental health um, space. So how ironic is that as we're wrapping up this book, we're in this mental health space and we're really, really, really talking about mental awareness. So go check it out. Right. I love you guys. I'm out.